What's going on everybody welcome today is wednesday it's december 21st 2022 my name's jeremy and this is my first cup that's extra hot this morning somehow i want to say good morning to stacy and jenny who else is here there's far more than than the two of you here well whoever's here let me know you're here i want to say hello and if you're watching later, thanks for coming by later. Whether you're watching live later or listening, the three L's. Am I the fourth L, Lesniak? Hmm. I guess it's, I can be whatever I want. It's my show, right? There's more people. Good morning, Gad and Liz and Kelly. And of course, everybody else. Because not everybody chimes in. I wish they did. But sometimes people set this up and they, they put it over there and they drive to work which is, is kind of neat that they, they want to watch or I guess listen to the show live while they're driving to work. Just don't watch. Don't don't crash. That would make me super sad. Oh, it's Wednesday. Hump day. We're almost there. We're not almost there. We got three more days. But if you enjoy what you do, if you enjoy your life, and I hope that you do, then wishing it away isn't really a good idea, is it? There are always going to be things that we want to get past or through or over or around. There are always lessons and upsides to where we are. And the secret to happiness, this isn't for me, this is from people who know far more on the subject than me. The secret to happiness is enjoying those good parts. Because there's always going to be bad parts. If you look for the bad parts, you'll find them. Doesn't matter who you are, or what you're doing. One of the interviews I did yesterday, did three interviews yesterday. They all went awesome. Super pumped. All the podcast interviews we did yesterday. One of them, the guest was talking about early on in his martial arts teaching career, he had a list of all the things someone could do wrong for each movement during a test. Very long list. And one day you just had an epiphany and said, why don't I focus on them getting it right instead of getting it wrong? It's a lesson that I think far more people need to realize. Because so many people, I don't know if I want to say most people, but a large chunk of people do that. This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Yeah, but what's right? Remember that at any given time, your life is something that people in the world would literally kill for. Because it's so much better than what they have. It's hard to be upset when you think of it that way. Lots of virtual hugs going around in the chat. Love seeing that. Um... So how was my day yesterday? My day was pretty good. 
stacked up interview, interview, interview. Got done at when was that last one done? Eight eleven. Big name on the eight on the eight a.m. one went amazing. It was, it was all three went long, but in a good way. Really good stuff. Uh, so we did eight eleven and one. So I was done at just about three, and I went to the gym. I went to the gym early. And there were other things that I had to do. So I went to the gym and enjoyed it and set work down and came back and worked for about another half hour to an hour. Maybe not even an hour, probably closer to a half hour. There was one other thing that I really wanted to do when I did it. And the plus side is it looks like we've got some more people coming onto the team to help. Super excited. One of them, one of them being my uh, a peer from my childhood, who I really looked up to. One of the, the person that if you had asked me when I was 14 or 15, who's the best kid you know, it would have been this person. I've always liked this person. So um, here we are decades later, he's training again. I think this is his third stint training. His kid's training again, or his kid's training. He's having a blast and he wants to give back. So I'm excited. Then it says, happy first day of winter. What's causing all this? Woo. Jenny says, we say something like that at our school. In teaching, don't say what not to do. For example, the lifeguard tells you to stop running. Do you start skipping, doing cartwheels, dancing the mambo? The lifeguard could just say walk and make the message much more clear. Well said. Hello, Andy. <clears throat> Scratchy throat. And then came back yesterday, took a shower, ate some dinner, finished watching the Wednesday series on Netflix. So good. It's one of the best things I've seen in a long time. And it's easy to see why. Tim Burton directed it. He is absolutely brilliant. I, I think, you know, when you think about directors who do a phenomenal job, there, there are some, there are answers that are often kicked around, right? Steven Spielberg, M. Night Shyamalan, um, depending on your musical taste, Michael Bay. Musical, movie taste, Michael Bay. I think Tim Burton is underappreciated. He's done some absolutely iconic stuff. So good. Jerry Bruckheimer. But you you look at the you look at that show. If you haven't seen it, it's incredibly well done. And it has all the elements of a great show. It's well acted, it's well scripted. And it's got a different element. There's something to it that's a little bit different. It makes you go, oh, I haven't seen this before. And of course, if you know anything about the Adams Family I don't know, shows and movies, they bring elements in that if you know them, they're throwbacks. And you know, I always appreciate that. Jenny says, Tim Burton with some hearts. And Stacy says, set in the county of Jericho, Vermont. And it is set there, but of course it was not filmed there or had any bearing at all on actual Jericho. It was filmed in uh, Romania. 
And I've thought about, <clears throat> thought about, <clears throat> one more time. I have thought about getting in the car and going up and doing some video around Jericho and posting it on, on social media say, this is what Jericho actually looks like. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up. Um, I'm sure somebody's done that. There are a couple restaurants. It's not anywhere close to as large an area as they're making it out to be. But anytime Vermont gets acknowledged, I'll take it. Chris says, my hometown. Hmm. Jenny says, patient, impatiently waiting to hear there will be a season two of Wednesday. I would be surprised if there wasn't. It's it's quite a success. Um, we've got, the I think, the final season of Cobra Kai coming. And they're going to need something to fill that. The casting is absolutely brilliant because they're using people who are wonderful and have name recognition, but are not doing anything huge right now. The big challenge is going to be, you know, who knows what kind of contract Jenna Ortega, the, the girl who plays Wednesday, signed. They could they could do without just about anybody else the way they left it. But my suspicion is they signed her with options because she wasn't a big name at the time. My guess is they signed her with options to fill out the series at what will now be below her value, which should mean we're good to go. Ken says, let's try to survive this Wednesday first. Ha! Ha! So I think I've told you I've been building a new morning routine, and I'm curious for all of you. If you wouldn't mind sharing with me, it would be helpful to me and maybe to, to, to others. What are the important elements of your morning routine? And, you know, there are some things that are fairly obvious that I think we can leave out. Uh, hopefully you catch my drift. We don't need to go there. But, for example, you know, drinking my big glass of water, right? That's one of my things that's really important. And... I'm starting to do other things with visualizing my day and seeing my day going the way I want it to. And yesterday it, it did. I had three great interviews. I did the work I wanted to in the time I wanted to do it. And then I got to go spend over an hour at the gym before the gym filled up with a bunch of teenagers. It was awesome. And, you know, kind of my, my before my gym nemesis arrived. So I got to do the workout I wanted to do. It was great. I can have every day like that if I'm clear about what I want my day to be instead of just letting my day be what I let everybody else control it to be. Kelly says, her dance has gone viral, something she choreographed herself. I found it interesting that that dance went viral. I There, was some, there were some fun elements to it, and it was really kind of, to use an Adam Sandler word, kooky. Uh, but I, I I felt like they could have filmed it better. But if it makes everybody happy, there you go. Kat <laughs> says, 
And if you're not watching this, you're you're missing on his his spelling. Build a moaning routine. Is that an IKEA bed? Ha. Jenny says she's up at five. Drink water, yoga, meditate. First cup. Slider says I'm not doing anything till I finish my tea. Stacy says first cup. Get ready to go to work. Play with Sirius and Severus. My black cats. Jenny says the dance was a throwback to her younger years. I genuinely save my first cup of tea or coffee or whatever I'm drinking, which it's been tea for a while now. For all of you, I have that big glass of water and that's it until we do the show. So there you go. Dennis says the most important part of my routine, morning routine is waking up. Why is my nose itchy? That's the first bonus. Next is downing a bottle of water and getting some workouts in. And most importantly, of course, is gathering with this morning crew. Kelly says, in my toddler class, we sing songs and started doing this is the way we wash our clothes. Then I allow them to suggest what things we have to do. And of course, one little girl was adamant we had to do go potty. Interesting thing to mimic. There you go. I was always resistant to heavy elements of structure because so much of my life is structured. One of the things that I've done for a very long time is have an incredibly detailed, organized calendar and to-do list so I can remain productive. Adding additional structure is difficult for me. However, what I'm finding is that structure being the being part of the first thing that I do sets the tone for the day and makes the other things, the other structured elements, easier to pull off. And so while it's difficult to get myself out of bed, and get out of bed early. I'm, I'm at 5.15 right now. For years, it was 5.40 to do this show. That 5.15 might bump to 5.10 or even 5. It's time that I'm investing in myself to get the best possible day. If you dig into the habits of the most successful people, this is the, something they do. They get up early, they do the most important things they have before other people can kind of steal their day. There are entrepreneur, entrepreneurs that I know of, that I look up to, that get up at 3.30, 3, 4 in the morning, and they'll grab a cup of coffee and they go to work for two to three hours. Because if they work from three to six, they're pretty much guaranteed not to get any email. I'm not there. I don't know that I want to be there, but I understand. And so what I would suggest to all of you is to think about the things that make your days go well. And if you're not sure, this is a good opportunity to journal, to write stuff down. It doesn't have to be anything formal. Just take some notes before you go to bed. How did today go? What made it go that way? How can I replicate that? What things got in my way? How can I reduce the likelihood or eliminate those things? 
It's a pretty simple process. It's kind of a martial arts iterative process. And if you focus on those things for a couple of weeks, you'll see patterns. Okay. How can I front load whatever that thing is that makes it go well and put something in place that reduces the chance or eliminates the chance that the derailing elements pop up? Liz says, water, first cup, wake up Vinny, quick household chores, breakfast, begin my work day. Stacy says, I rewrite my to-do list if I make a mistake writing my to-do list. OCD much? Hey, if it works for you, that's okay. Just a reminder, I use Motion. I don't remember the website, but the, the not Notion, Motion with an M. Motion is the tax management system I use, and it is life-changing. If you have more than a handful of things to do, if your work day requires you to get a bunch of stuff done, Motion allows you to program in what you're doing, when you start it, how long it will take, when it's due, and how high a priority it is. And then you don't have to worry about what to do when. It integrates with Google Calendar and it just fills in the gaps. If I schedule a meeting and there was already a task there, it just recalculates everything. And if there's stuff that you're not going to be able to get to before the deadline, it tells you. It's like, hey, you're running into a problem here. So you work late or you make an adjustment or you make a phone call. Liz says, really, my morning routine starts at night with mind dumping what I need to get done the night before. I understand that. Kelly's, my morning routine is make Andy's breakfast, make coffee, unload and load dishwasher, clean kitchen, do the night before attendance for classes, feed dogs, then get ready for joining you guys. Jenny as well. Perhaps I could even say that my morning routine starts the night before I set my do not disturb on my phone and unwind with a healthy bedtime routine so I can sleep well. Yep. Um, very strong suggestion. If you use your phone as an alarm clock, don't. If you're setting your do not disturb, that's fine. I get that. But I know so many people who will wake up for texts overnight. No. There are very few circumstances where if something bad happens overnight, bear with me here, there are very few circumstances that if something happens overnight while you're sleeping, you can make a difference in it. If you wake up at five versus two, because something tragic happened, it's a very small chance that you're going to be able to make an impact on that. Compromising your sleep for the rest of your life for an incredibly small likelihood doesn't really make sense. Just keep that in mind. All right. Now, let's see, where is it? Oh, I didn't even open Facebook. Frank did some stuff over, so let me get that up. Uh, thank you as always to Frank for all that you do. Make sure we have stuff to talk about and so much more. Thank you to Josh for our theme song. Thank you to Denise for 
doing the podcast audio elements of which we do. Here it is. Uh, I'm curious. So one of the destinations that this feed goes out to, it's always been the Whistlekick page, but now it's also the first cut page. Is that changing notifications for any of you? Does, is it making it easier, harder? No change? Do you get two? Just curious. What am I doing? Not awake. A little tired this morning. I stayed up later than normal. And here we go. According to anydayguy.com, today is the Dongzhi Festival in China and other parts of East Asia. Winter solstice is marked with a traditional festival called the Dongzhi Festival. Following between December 21st and December 23rd is celebrated by the Chinese, Japanese, and Koreans, but only Macau recognizes it as a public holiday. This festival is celebrated on the shortest day of the year. Its origins can be traced back to the ancient yin and yang philosophy of the cosmic balance and harmony between two opposites. In Chinese philosophy, yin and yang are two opposite forces, shade and sun, dark and light, cold and warm, north and south, passive and active female and male. While the two forces may seem contrary, they are in fact complementary, interconnected and interdependent. There's no yin without yang and no yang without yin. Their dynamics is seen in all forms of change and difference from the annual cycle to gender roles. People are not supposed to resist this duality or choose one of the forces. What really matters is the harmony between yin and yang. During the cold season, the dark yin energy prevails. Things begin to change during the Dongzhi solar term that marks the winter solstice. As days grow longer, the positive yang energy begins to flow in, and each day brings people closer to balance and harmony. The Zhongzi Festival marks this important milestone in the annual cycle. Originally an end of harvest festival, the present day Dongzi is a time for family reunions and get togethers. One of the festival's traditions is the cooking and eating of Tongyon, small balls made of glutinous rice. Just as an aside, I feel like all of the traditional foods from all these festivals that we, that we talk about, holidays, have to do with balls of rice. Flavored rice, rice with stuff in it, Lots of rice balls. I don't think I've ever had a rice ball. I mean, I can imagine just balling up some rice, but I could probably do more with it. They are considered to be a symbol of family unity because their name is a homophone for the Chinese word for union. Tangyuan are typically served as a dessert. They can be boiled or deep fried, white or brightly colored, plain or stuffed with sesame, sweet bean paste, tangerine peel, chopped peanuts, etc. Unfilled tongyon are usually served as part of tongsui, uh, sweet dessert soup. Each family member gets at least one large tongyon and several smaller ones. In northern China, people also eat savory dumplings on Dongzhi. This tradition is believed to have originated from Song Zhongjing, a physician, writer, and inventor of the Han Dynasty. According to legend, on a cold winter day, he encountered a poor man suffering from chilblains. Chilblains? I don't know what that is. On his ears. Feeling sympathetic, Zhang, Zhang Zhongjing, Zhongjing man, ordered his apprentices to make ear-shaped dumplings filled with lamb and distribute them among the poor to keep them warm and prevent their ears from getting chilblains. 
I'm not connecting those dots, but okay. Old traditions require people from the same clan or sharing the same last name to worship their deceased ancestors on this day. Although not all Chinese follow this tradition anymore, Taiwanese people offer special nine-layer cakes made from rice flour as a ceremonial sacrifice to honor their ancestors. These cakes are shaped like animals that symbolize auspiciousness in Chinese tradition, such as chickens, ducks, pigs, cows, sheep, and tortoises. Another interesting custom in Taiwan is to eat hearty tonic foods, such as mutton hot pot and ginger duck hot pot. I wonder if Gad has anything to add on this one. Gad, if you do, let us know. I don't... It says Dongju. I don't... I don't okay. It's out of context for me. I don't know what that's going to mean. Maybe, maybe you'll say more. We have traditions. We certainly have plenty of traditions in Western culture around plenty of holidays. But what I find interesting is how different those traditions can be. And maybe that's why I don't think of them in that way. Most families have some manner of tradition, you know, certain foods, uh, the family I spend holidays with, there's usually a baked brie on the table. If everybody had a baked brie, then we would think, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a tradition. And when it's just your family, it's, it's easy to forget that it's a tradition until maybe the person who was involved in making that tradition happen isn't around anymore. And hopefully somebody else picks up that tradition. Growing up, probably the biggest tradition I can think of was in the stuffing, Thanksgiving stuffing, the tradition was to put something that didn't normally belong there, to hide something. So the kids, me, could try to find it and figure out what it was. Um, grapes, raisins, pieces of apple. Those are the only things I'm remembering at this time. But there was always something. I'm going to put a few pieces of something in there. And it just, it kind of made it fun. But I like that. Stacy says, Italians have arancini, yummy rice balls with cheese, eggs, and then deep fried. Okay. Guy says, in Taiwan, we eat beer, what people bring rolls or egg rolls that day. Lunbi are big, thin pancakes with savory stuffing that you roll up. Okay. Every culture has pancakes. It's just tacos. Every culture has tacos or burritos. They're tasty. I finished my taco bake last night. I have to make more. It's really good. All the stuff from a taco in a 9 by 13 and just... Eat it like a casserole. Super good. Stacy says, but not every culture has maple. That's true. That's absolutely true. All right. I'm going to go. I hope you all have a great day. We got a couple more days this week, and then I won't see you until after Christmas. Big deal for those of you who celebrate. Not everybody celebrates. That's totally cool. Jenny's calling it taco lasagna. I have made something like this, but it involves laying down tortillas 
and then putting toppings on top. Take your 9 by 13 lay out the tortillas. Ideally, cook them a little bit first. Because inevitably, the ingredients you put on top have enough liquid to them that it becomes really hard for it to dry out. And you kind of want soggy. Nobody likes soggy tortillas. For some reason, noodles are different in our palate. But, um, tortillas, thin layers of the stuff that you would put in a taco. Repeat. Super good. So he says, and not every culture kicks their best friends. That's true. Gat says that the hot pot you mentioned is a whole winter thing. Lots of liquors added to the soup base and some Chinese herbs to strengthen your body against the cold. I once drank too much, was sweating the whole evening, buck naked. Quite dangerous. <laughs> hey, Brian. Glad you could join us for a bit. Just catching everyone on the tail end today. And Liz says, have a wonderful Wednesday. Everyone, may you find the joys of your own life today. And I think that's a great sentiment to end on. Thank you, everyone. Remember, if you want to support us, you got all kinds of ways you can do that. We've got the Patreon. You've got the code FIRSTCUP15 to save 15%. Uh, there are gift certificates in the store, if you didn't know. And we've got the family page for all of you, because you are family. Whistlekick.com slash family. Check it out. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for spending some time with me. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.